everybody. Welcome to the Thursday show. My name is Paul. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Adam. Hello. And Happy Mr. Dustin. Here. Yeah, thanks for joining me and thanks for being on the Frontline Gaming Network. Thank you all for tuning in and watching us live. If you're listening to us on a podcast or something later on, uh, thanks for tuning in and tuning in and listening to us late. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we got a yeah, we got a nice coming off uh, the LSO. We're not going to do too much looking back, but I will say we got most of what we said was going to ha- go no, down. We we got clearance down. to look back. Normally, what we do on we this did. show is is we we hype up events coming up. We talk Oops. about what you're going to see there, uh, what we expect to do very well, and we all, we highlight lists that we think that might be busting the meta as well as the ones that may be the meta. But uh, mm. when we were leading up to the LSO, the Lone Star Open, uh, hosted by Frontline Gaming, I went off amazingly well i caught some of the coverage over the past weekend and it sounds like we actually nailed the top five or six list uh, correctly we got we got pretty close i mean it was pretty easy to call some of the names that we might see but calling the factions actually was harder than we thought we did call you know the the top the top five guys in attendance three of the top five guys in attendance made it to that final four but there was one guy in there who beat out all the Drakari players, who beat out all the Space Marine players. There was a Necron player that made it to the top four, which I think blew everyone's minds. But we're being a little bit remiss. We're joined not by our usual pajama pants wearing, you know, ruffian in uh, Allen. We're actually joined by Mr. Dustin Henshaw. Hello, my brother. Welcome. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. I am not wearing pajama pants. I'm not wearing pants at all. So... Hey, that's the beauty of the uh, cameras, the Zoom meetings, and uh, and the internet. It's completely the, the, optional. the beauty of this. Is, it's great. I love it. And I just I have to ask you guys: Do you do you ever get sick of being right about things? Because I heard the show last week, and it was just I don't know how you how you got so much right. It's crazy. It, it is a stone to bear. <laughs> a stone to bear. <laughs> no, okay, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, it must. So, look, talk. I mean. Uh, Honestly, with so with what we see as we analyze these lists, you you really can. The pilots have a lot to do with their success, mm-hmm. you know. And then, so some of the lists we can look at the tools, but then some of these pilots, you know, it's it's hard to bet against them sometimes. Well, you know, once you, when you step back and you see these names, these perpetu- these perpetuals of 40k, it's funny we might attach that perpetual because they're perpetually at the top, they're perpetually strong, and just be like, it doesn't matter what the meta is. This these 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 handful of dudes, if you're good enough to be in the top 20 of RTC, you can pretty much like make make a five and one record with whatever faction you feel like, as long as you know, you've got some, you got, you've done the working beforehand, you built it correctly. No one like apart from Sean Naden could probably replicate what he did at this event with that army. He's, he, he went the longest in the event without taking a loss, uh, arguably because we know John Lennon took a loss in round six. He took his loss on the final table. He went eight and eight and one, but it went eight and zero up until that final round. Like I can't imagine anybody picking up his army and replicating that at, at such a, at a stacked event like this was, but there's a couple of other absolutely. Well, I was going to say, we, we can't, the Lord of Skulls and Stompas. I mean, there was <laughs> in attendance yeah, and also movie. doing well. I was about to say, who would have who would have thought? Who would have thought? Like, and a lot of people before this were naysaying the death of lists like this because of player plays terrain. They were saying, "Oh, player plays terrain. There's no way you'll be able to play knights anymore." Blah blah blah. It was more of an activator for these lists. It let them thrive. It was amazing. That's going to be interesting to talk about it. Player plays terrain. Anybody that's listened to me knows that sometimes I'm an opponent of that, but maybe that's part of that. Maybe what this. This kind of this mm. environment needs is just a little bit of that. Who knows? You know, it's it's, gonna, it's really fun to see this ex, this experiment take place and to such success, and then see um, the list do well, and and, and exactly then right. the the variety of things do well. That's what I was mm. what I meant. Yeah, for sure. Um, All the people that I actually heard talk about it in the tournament, they they loved it. I thought it was great. It's an activator for, like you said, even armies like the Lord of Skulls, the Stampa Knights. Uh, we saw a Knight list actually do really well for a while there. Yeah, and yeah. 
you can start to bring fortifications too, which is something that a lot of people did, couldn't even think about before. But now mm. Lenin brings this freaking sanctum and just shows goes, us. Yeah, this goes all the way. Yeah, yeah, it goes all the way. Like it's crazy. It's so good. <laughs> well, congratulations. I, I mean, yes. well thought out list, well played. Uh, and then it's a grind. It's a bit, it's an endurance to make it all the way through with that kind of record and playing at that that level. Uh, really fun to see, and going to be fun to see as we get to go to more of these tournaments. Well, let's talk about what we have coming up this weekend. We're going to talk about in this episode uh, the showdown at Frogtown in Toledo, Ohio, and then the 2021 London Open GT. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I assume that's in London. <laughs> Very different from the London closed GT and the London ajar GT, but you know, here we are. <laughs> and then as always, as we get towards the end of the show, we're going to have our Fuego Rapido, which is a bit of fun, fun thing to run down. So uh, Adam, would you tell us what we're going to see at the showdown at Frogtown? Showdown Frogtown, 65 player major. I'm not quite, I don't, I'm, I don't know if this is a five or a six, six round event. I'm hoping it's a sixer or a five. Well, we know it's at least a five. Um, but yeah, 65 player major, Toledo, Ohio. The, some of the quick and dirty stats, just give me guys the rundown. Uh, so 65 players, five Admech, eight Drakari, eight Sisters, two Krons, three Death Guard, two Orcs, two Tau, one Custode, zero Knights. So I'm saying that's a donut for the Knights, both Imperium and Renegade, 14 total Marines, four Dark Angels, four Salamanders, three Ultras, one Iron Hands, one Space Wolf, one Death Watch. Now, I think the key the key in here is, this is does this show there's still a little bit of hobby lag behind the Admech? Five Admech, eight Drakari, eight Sisters. Like, it's actually interesting between those, what, what we consider the top three armies. Huh? Dustin, I mean, what do you guys think about this meta? Well, yeah. I- Go, go ahead, but I got a comment here right after you get done. We, we all have comments, but there's so much to talk about with this too. But Drakarian sisters, I think they've been around a little bit longer than the Admech, and they've been good for a little bit longer, I guess you could say. So it's, I think a lot of people like the, the hobby lag you're talking about is probably going to have a big a- impact on the Admech list right now, especially after people seeing what Manny brought uh, not too long yeah. ago. The amount of stuff that people are going to want to have to paint for that, it's going to take them a while to mm-hmm. get there. And are they comfortable enough to bring a little bit less because it, they don't know for sure if they can play it as well, if they don't have all the models they need? Maybe. But because Admech haven't been around as long as like Drakari and Scissors, they're obviously going to be a little bit more popular. More people are going to have them. They're going to be ready. Admech are still going to come. It's just now with the fact coming, are they going to regret spending the time to paint all this stuff, right? Oh, that's mm. the eternal question. But with with, I don't think the hobby lag is the excuse anymore. I think that now yeah. it's established that they are the basically the top dogs. And so, what we're going to see in these Drukari and sisters and other lists are going to be tools that that ha- have come to fight them, to combat them. Different yeah. things that maybe yeah. that they, they've injected into their their list. And I think that those codexes are deep enough to where they have the tools. I mean, th- mm. I know we talk about codex creep and stuff like that, but you know what what this is really is a challenge for us to go back in and look at our tools and see what we have at our disposal. And I think that, I mean, Drakari and Sisters are one of the prime uh, with depth in their book to be able to bring what they yeah. need to, to fight the Admech. And that may contribute down to lower. I think the fact that the Admech exists, and maybe this has to do with this environment too. Like I, uh, this is an area, mm-hmm. I know a lot of the players, I don't know if they're all at this, this event, but they, they have traditionally been players of these types of factions that we see representative in what you said um but definitely the, the what's at the top right now is going to push down what the knights and yep. ex- well exactly right the, the the zero the donut on the knights that's really indicative of the fear people have i mean i think marines and knights were the knights wasn't that bad into marines in fact knights had some very good specs into marines 
the same thing they had some very good specs and some very good profiles of gun especially the renegade knights going to the Drakari meta it didn't quite hold up against sisters i think the the retributes are still a pretty rough rough trot rough day at the office um and but some of the other sisters options aren't as good you don't have the plus one to wound anymore uh, especially on things like the repentia and they're a bit slower at getting those slingshots in but admech are really really bad for knights guys like real bad like when you just have a, a unit of rangers just like half kill a knight you're like Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a bad time to play in this army. But what I want to kind of draw our attention to is it's also, as we see, I guess the big three we're talking about, we're talking about sisters, which is, is not as powerful in, in, especially in the stats, is not as powerful as Drakari and Admech, but they have a much more well-rounded game plan. They're more like the, they're more like the, the better version of Marines at the moment. They're like a, a better Marine. That's army. a great um, call. Mm, I think, I think you're mm, right there. Exactly. Sorry to because, jump in, but that, that's, that's really, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So there's only 14 Marine players here. Usually we see the total amount of Marines be double the the most the next most numerous thing. And, and you see the breakdowns there. There are a bunch of different ones. Usually Dark Angels is at the top and sometimes White Scars are the next one down or whatnot. But if you look at Sisters, is only the total number of Sisters by themselves is... Um, double any other represented um, faction for Marines. I think that's a pivot Marines players are going to. You're looking for something that's better than what they're taking at the moment, more well fleshed out, more bang for your buck as Trixie, well. Trixie, it's got different, to, yeah. all the tools, you get all those, you get basically like the the, the efficiency of the of the old last plast squad type thing, you, you're, you're seeing yeah, that in Sisters. And, and on top of that, they have the well-rounded nature of, of um of a Marines, you don't feel bad for taking two detachments like you do with Marines sometimes. Like you, you, you don't take you don't take White Scars and Salamanders in the same list. You can't do that, but you can take Bloody Rose and Evan Chalice as as John Lennon did and did extremely extremely bloody well. Um, and on top of that, you can't trade up with Marines like you used to. The uh, Marines can't even trade equal to equal now. But Sisters can play the same game and trade up a lot of the time. Um, and so, yeah, I really feel like we're seeing a lot of people drop off Marines here, there, and everywhere. And maybe some are playing other stuff, but I think this possible density could translate into more Sisters players. It, what do you guys think about it? Is there a sleeper within this thing? Can the, could, do the Custodes have it? Uh, could could the Space Wolf, apparently one lone Space Wolf, do you think they've one got it what it takes champion. to navigate this absolute <laughs> minefield of those lists we just talked about? I feel like there's a lot of a lot of things to be said about faction experts. Like you want to be able to know your know your faction, know what you're going to be fighting to. And like you said, Paul, earlier that people are going to be teching towards Admech. And there are a lot of armies that can actually do that. The, the ironic part is, is that because there's so many people doing that, is that one of the reasons we're going to see less Admech now? Mm. Because all these people are teching to beat it. And all the, all the Admech players are going, well, I guess I shouldn't bring my ad back that everybody's taking to the kill i can't i can't rely on it anymore it's not consistent enough so we we talk about the constant struggle that actually is the constant yeah. struggle if you're if you're playing into yeah. into tournaments and and go frequently and you and you are uh at, you know you have a want to kind of rotate through things it's like what do you take what what is going to be the thing uh mm. that no one expects but yet you expect everything else for every it's it's a it's a it's really tricky it's really it, i mean it is especially well, at this level and so that's what we saw. We saw that in its actual purest form uh, last weekend. So the two guys who finished first and second, neither of them took Admech, and they both took uh, armies specifically there to combat Admech. I'm sure Naden lamented a lot of his choices, saying, you know, <laughs> I barely played I played Admech like once in this run, and my army was built only to beat Admech, whereas John Lennon was like, I kind of was for everybody, but hoping I'd get less Admech than not, and he had to run the absolute Admech gauntlet. It was really funny like that. But that's a prime example. These top players, if they... If, sorry, if you take Admech, yeah, 
five and one is absolutely within the realms of possibility for you. If you are a decent to competent player and just take a good, well-rounded ad list, you're just not going to do bad. You're just not going to have a, you're just not going to do poorly. You're, you're not going to look back and be like, oh, that was the worst choice ever. But at the same time, you can't just take, we, we, we can see now, we have factual evidence that top players will be like, you can take whatever you want. I'll take whatever I want. And it doesn't matter. Like there's still, ad mech is not so strong that it takes away all skill, you know? That, that's true. That's very true. So uh, we know that our, our man, Brad Chester is going to be in attendance here. Uh, friend of the show at, at this uh is mm-hmm. fourth in the itc at the moment is he yeah. winning this thing uh look in all reality most likely playing you know the, the equal equal best or some people say second best army in the game and with only five admec players and eight sisters players essentially like in faction contention to beat him um and he's obviously in my mind he's probably the best player in attendance i don't think there'd be much doubt about that so he's he is my pick but that doesn't mean he's you know he's just going to clean sail all the way through there is there's a there's some decent players here and there's some good faction representation well let's, let's look at his list and see if we think it yeah. has the tools i mean he's playing drakari uh, so that in itself is is one of those. Is do we think it's? We just made a, th- a statement they could be teching to beat Admech. Let's take a look at his list and mm-hmm. see if, if there's anything in there we think is designed. Oh, towards. Yeah, I'm I'll, curious to I'll, see I'll what he's around, actually bringing. All right, let's run it down. So he's got his, he's got his traditional triple patrol as you would. And uh, reading out a Drakari list, we we know on this show reading out a Drakari list, it just keeps going. So he starts <laughs> off with a Cult of Strife patrol. He's got a Succubus, uh, competitive edge triptych whip. Um, he's got a unit of witches. Uh, this is, looks like it's a nine man with a single shard and impaler. It has to be a ten man, sorry, to get a shard and impaler. Then he has another ten man with the, the same deal. Then he has two units of five mandrakes, uh, two units of hellions. Now this will be a talking point. Two units of ten man hellions, um, definitely worth talking about there. Then he's got another patrol. This one is poison tongue. A little bit of interesting tech here by um, Mr. Chester. This starts off with a quarter of the archon, four slith, four urgles, and archon. Um, we split to genius as of course and uh, tolerate ambition. Then he has a unit of trueborn, as you expect, double blaster. Lance, two units of Incubi, a unit of Scourges with just Shredders, so you're thinking Action Monkeys, and then four Dark Lance um, Raiders. Then his last attachment, this one is also Cult of Strife, another Succubus with Razor Flails, uh, another unit of Witches, this is a small one, just five men, a last unit of Incubi, and a unit of three Reavers. Now there's a little bit to unpack here, because he's gone off the beaten track in some ways, and I've got some reasons why I think why, but what are your gentlemen's hot takes? So many units. <laughs> That's your Drakari for you, right? He's actually known for taking his uh, Hellions. I think every list that he's brought for Drakari lately, he, he brings his Hellions. He loves those when he remembers to put them on the field. Because I, I remember <laughs> there were a couple games against, I think it was Donavati, he played one, that they, they both forgot a unit or something. It was wow. a recent one. So, But he he's used to those. Like He knows how to use them. And with the Strife, they get the reroll wounds. Like They're devastating. They can do so much damage. Yeah, and they're, they're fast really too. Really strong, and that's what. And I assume, I assume you guys are the same as me. That's why he's taken the small unit of, of um, Reavers, yeah, because they had that strat to give them both plus one, uh, so extra movement and extra charge and stuff. Yeah, I would. Say, it's a it's a tech piece for sure. They they have. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen too many people use min squads of Reavers. Normally, they will go like mm. pretty heavy into them. I'm curious to see what his plan is with them. If he wants to eat Overwatch with them, or if it's because he doesn't need to because he has witches to do that with. And I'm Raiders, curious yeah, to see what he's writing. Raiders, yeah, he has so he has so much stuff. He doesn't care about Overwatch. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what he actually is going to be using them for. Obviously, they're just small. They they still do a little bit of damage. What they have? Do they, they have any special weapons in there? I didn't hear Not any. Three men. Yeah, min, just stock. Min, right? Three men with blade vans. Two blade yeah. vans. So is he um, going engage if, in in uh, matchups that he can't do? Uh, yeah, heard the prey. I don't know. I think it's Curious. a testament to his, his list building here. He's, he's mm-hmm. found a way to spend 136 points on the Court of the Archon. Yeah. 
So for those who don't know what the Call of the Archon play is, it's to take it and in, in to be one of your while we stand we fights. Yeah. It's not a it's not a threatening unit um, outside of melee. I mean, it could do some little bits of shooting, but no one really cares. But it's not a threatening unit outside melee. And so when you're sticking it in like a raider on the back of the table and you have you know walls and swamps of hellions and trueborn and you know incubi coming in your face usually that's just a free five points but they once you pop them from that raider they're actually quite hard to kill they've got a lot of they have involved saves a lot of two saves as well for the feel my pain on the slith side of things i believe and they've got a decent toughness so they're actually a lot harder to kill than a 36 points would lead you to believe well there's it's 136 points but they yes they're win of win of score points in the game and, and win and also there's no va- there's really no upside mm-hmm. to to mm. destroying them in during the game you're being yeah. threatened by everything else and exactly. these are completely non-threatening you have to almost divert attention away from the thing because he has enough movement to be able to pl- play from early in the game, could be as early as round one, definitely round two of playing the rest of the game in your deployment zone. And you have to just basically distract yourself from all that threat to try to deal with something way down range. It's not a good value proposition. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely no, that, right. that's the thing with Jakari too. They're act- they actually have a huge value proposition in terms of the while we stand, we fight because they have some good units like the Court of the Archon and even just Jazar, like we saw in the, the LSO over the weekend when he was just putting it all in a raider. You can even get a raider, the raider that carries them to be expensive enough because of all the crap you can put on them. You can put so many things on them. It can be the while we stand while carrying, on that. Yeah. while carrying your two <laughs> while we stands and keep it off the yeah. board. Now, another key point. <laughs> Another interesting thing he's done is he's taken Poison Tongue instead of taking Blackheart, which I think is a great thing that a lot of mm-hmm. people should start looking into now, especially yeah. when Blackheart's become this known quantity. There's starting to be a little bit more... I'm starting to see more bits and pieces here and there that stop rerolls, like things like um, Disciples of Bellicor, if you do have to run to that, where you just don't get any rerolls to hit. So, you know, why are you taking Blackheart? Um, but do you guys know what Poison Tongue does? I do. Hit us. It's got a, Go it's got it. a Warlord trait. It's got a warlord trait that is absolutely amazing. And I'm oh, sorry, no, a stratagem that's absolutely amazing. It's a redeploy. They have a redeploy of an ilk like Ultramarines do, of an ilk of like, you know, Raven Guard can do and a lot of other God, and like fan. Redeploy making its way into more and more lists. Yeah. And it, it it's is so it's just it's like what's old is new again kind of thing. It's mm. so powerful, yep. Absolutely. And so, yeah, he's, he's at this in so he can have three of his raiders that can just go from, I'm assuming this is going to be three raiders that have the 10-man, um, you know, one of them will have Incubi in it, one of them will have um, the 10-man um, uh, witches in them that have the Shardness and Impalers, and turn one, he'll just go and lock down your entire front rank if he goes first. Those raiders will be, you know, on the backboard or deployed safely or deployed front if he wants to pressure you or, and play the psychological game, and then turn one, bang, you'll get launched into you with witches. They'll get right into your grill. They'll lock you down. They'll stop you from falling back, and then he'll have these nice leapfrogs. Um, he'll use those to be like, okay, so in my next turn, these witches, I, um, I'm, gonna tr- I'm only going to tap one in, so we're not going to kill you. Next turn, I'm going to get charges off you with my advance and charge and get straight into your back line on turn two nothing you can do about because i'm going to leapfrog off your own units with my charges and there's a lot of really cool things you can do there um I, and so yeah i think it's a great way to go i don't want to um characterize you know what you guys said but you mentioned shredders and i and i don't know if um there was enough respect around the shredder that shredder <laughs> is <laughs> assault d6 blast mm-hmm. it's good man the so and do you know why I, do you know why they're there yeah, well, they're I mean, I assume ad- they kill all the admec. That's what I said. The ad- exactly. They're the admec tech. They're the admec tech. It's very cheap. It's 80 points for you know, five of these guys that come in from reserve. They do very, very good at actions when you don't have things like um, ranges to pick on. And yeah, I just think they're a great value buy. 
Uh, yeah, and there are so uh, let's talk about another list if we can. Uh, Alan Hernandez, he's traveling around the country playing in other different events and stuff. So it's actually, I mean, like I think I think he's road tripping. I, I'm not absolutely 100 sure, but I believe uh, he's road tripping around it and uh, and seeing other events has a mixed chaos chaos space marines where i think we're obligated to mention them on every show at least once uh, i don't <laughs> know if there's any um noise marines in here but no, what, what's no, no, he no. bringing uh, so i actually i actually brought i actually put this one in for pj for alan i've got to uh, yeah because i'm like ah, alan will love this list oh he and i think alan hernandez is a is a a, a member of um Gentleman Game, which is the same team that Alan's on, so I wanted him to tell us about this list because it's a bit of a, it, it's obviously there's some thinking here. Um, starts off with Supreme Command Magnus the Red, who's who has to be his ward, of course. Then it's got Battalion of Cult of Magic. So this is the Battalion of T Sons. It's not something we see very often. It's got Armin, it's got an Exalt, and it's got two Exalted Sorcerers. That's that's two. So that's three psychers right there. And it's got one, two, three into Chaos Cultists and one, two, three Defilers. Each one has a Battle Cannon. The claws, the smoke launchers, and twin heavy flamers, twin las cannons. So these guys are decked, 170 points decked out to the nines. Um, and then it, lastly, it has a super heavy detachment. This one is uh, Dread Household, as a uh, Warp Visions, which I'm actually not, I didn't have time to look up, unfortunately. Um, then he's got just got three war dogs in here. Each one with, you know, uh, sorry, uh, war dog Helverins, the Helverin war dogs. They all have the auto cannons. Um, yeah, I. I like I can, this list quite a I bit. I can run down Warp Vision here. So when resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon by a model with this bond, the target does not receive the benefit of its saving throw as a result of cover. Admech. <laughs> There's the Admech deck. Dodging is going to be like, uh, Shroudsam, don't care, brother. Uh, we're we're talking about the... Uh, uh, Frogtown tournament in Toledo. That's where we got a question in the chat. It was like, which yeah. event are we discussing? Um, so what do you guys think of this? This is, seems big stompy, but not dumb big stompy. This seems clever big stompy to me. The defilers are underutilized. Hmm. I mean, I, I think it's, that's it's one of those to where, yeah, granted, people are packing meltas, but you know, once you add in, get a little bit lucky with some saves. Uh, you, you 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 can shoot a little bit. You can assault a little bit. You can uh, help them control board board position. I, I don't mind this list at all. Well, dude, you think about the amount of the amount of like you said, the amount of board you take up with just three defilers and three helverins. Like, you, if you don't want your opponent getting into your lines, you can't. You like, oh, cool crab clawed. Is the crab claw wall? You know, <laughs> good luck to you. Um, yeah, you could really screen off can... whole sections. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not but, a, it's not an army you want to run into. Yeah, and on top of that, he actually has good smite battery. He has got these three psychers, one of them being Araman. And then, you know, you've got Magnus, who can just be like, you, sir, take 12 mortal wounds this turn. I don't care what you got to say about it. 12 mortal wounds. Well, that's yeah, the funny like part about lot. that list, because Mag Magnus being in there makes the list so much better, because nobody's going to look at defilers when Magnus is running up exactly, their, like, down their throat. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, with, without there. Magnus, the list is not, it doesn't seem as scary, but the moment he's in there, suddenly everything else is going to get 10 times more value because of it. Mm. Um, what, how do you guys feel about the, the war dog inclusion? Because they could be, be something else. They could be you know, hitting on threes, which we're assuming they're going to get um, a hold the candle to, to the war dogs at the moment. But it seems like a lot of CP to, to give up for just three war dogs. Uh, if I'm correct about travel and stuff, like in Cat, you don't want to have a compact army, that may be a consideration in that. Mm. Uh, uh, but they Absolutely. also have really long range. So I mean, you can you can can kind of hunker them down somewhere and maybe get a turn or two of them being able to weaken or soften or even remove things before they're ever in harm's way. 
yeah that's totally that's totally fair enough dude and so yeah and this, this thing has a hellacious amount of damage output i mean in melee it's not phenomenal like you just have magnus and the kind of the three defiles which aren't slouches but they're not kind of it's not horde clearing levels of, of melee but from range like between the smite battery and, Ma and magnus you can easily put down somewhere in the range of like 12 to 18 mortals and then you've got like three battle cannons with double las cannon defilers like essentially uh two four six, da, 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 like what 12 d3 auto cannon shots from this army um like you know the damage three auto cannon shots it does a lot of quality firepower yeah, yeah it's not it's actually something that people are not gonna be ready for like defilers you don't actually see them on the table that often but they actually they put a lot of damage and There's like a I whole said, lot of what does that do what is this yeah exactly do? it will be yeah, so much yeah. of what does that do and the, the war dogs have it as well like they have there's a lot of auto cannons in here a lot of auto cannons a lot of battle cannons it's got a lot of long-range firepower that you don't normally see from a chaos list and again with magnus in there they're not even gonna be thinking about that in most of the games you're like oh god magnus i gotta kill him yeah with exactly three, right three involved in minus one to hit <laughs> yes spot on and you know he can really stretch some of these uh quality shooting things uh, the same the same thing i said where you know retributors are really bad for things like knights you know if you just if you put a unit of retributors in dump all your cherubs and don't kill magnus freaking yikes brother that's a bad time at the office <laughs> yes that's the worst if you if you put everything in there and he's not dead you're you're in a lot of trouble it, that is incredibly demoralizing to win yeah. magnus i mean how i mean it, can we get a, a, a show of hands on the show who's been wrecked by magnus when he's only had one wound left you know that's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah even production has their hands up right yeah, now production's got it up too <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing, though. Like the, when I look at an army like this, though, it feels like a win big, lose big, and that's why I thought it was being it's trying to be more clever with how its distribution of things. Like it had to smite cancel still in it. It had still had this reliability. All my big stuff got killed, but guess what? And if if I wore you down enough, I can just finish you with smites. You know, I can just get over the edge, like turn five, turn six. I'm just gonna smite down the last three things, get you below a couple of brackets or breakpoints, and still pull out a win. Because you see a lot of people, especially with chaos, just all inning, like like the noise marines, so to speak. You know, people all in on the noise marine aspect, all in on the bikes and the terminator aspect uh, but they they really like durability they just they just they pop when they when they when they go they freaking go um mm -hmm. whereas this one it's got a lot of different um profiles of shooting and a lot and a lot of different distributions of damage just because of the sheer density of models you can pop uh, so i like it a lot I, d I don't know if, if the composition of the list is where i think chaos space marines need to go right now but mm -hmm. the but the character the theme of the list, the characteristics of the list, I think are right there. Is like I need something durable. I need something that that can that can compete in multiple range bands, uh, yeah. and I need to be able to score some points and yeah. and also do a lot of damage. And that's and this this the list can do that. Yeah, this list will do it in so. spades too. And I think the, the only thing like I am not a, a big chaos player myself. I always when I design my list, I make sure I have all my secondaries in mind. I'm a little concerned of which secondaries he's going to go for. Obviously, he has a plan because he's been thinking about this for a while. But I mean. You want to be on the back with this uh, army a lot. You can push forward with Magnus, mm. so maybe you can go for like an engage and hoping you're getting some kill secondaries from your opponent. That's the yeah. only thing I'd be concerned yeah. about because the, the list is really well designed from uh, like the list itself. It's the the points is where I want to see where he gets it from. Yeah, so I'm so I'm assuming he's gonna be he's gonna be betting he gets an auto fifteen on one of the psychic secondaries. Mm -hmm. um, like he has a density of psychers here that you're gonna be like, can I afford to like try and stop him getting secondary points when he is you know smiting me four times you know, does all that me. crazy um, stuff first and yeah, then yeah, does yeah, exactly. the yeah yeah and then some little chump in the back's like haha three plus three and i got three <laughs> points you know can you really be like oh well, i'm gonna hold my this one deny i've got this four plus deny i've got for being whatever and you know not try and stop the super smite not try and stop the the three plus invuln or the minus one to hit you know it's really kind of drawing that 
that um, elastic band on your opponent being like, how, you know, where's your courage? Can you like hold the line? Um, but yeah, let's, let's move on and talk about the next gentleman. Well, I want to tee up, uh, that'd be a great topic to talk about for Edith's as a discussion point is can psychic heavy armies, do they have a place? Could, could they be dominant and what's going to get them there? You know, since we know mm-hmm. we have some, some potentially meta influencing things coming out pretty soon uh, with Grey Knights and Thousand Suns. So absolutely. I don't want to necessarily be speculative, but I mean, mm-hmm. psychic armies, the psychic phase of the game right now, I think in, in a lot of armies in their minds, it's contained. It's only in a couple spots, but does it does it change the landscape when it's all the way across the whole table kind of thing? Mm. Oh, look, I think it does. I, I'm a bit lamenting the amount of like anti-psychic there is in the game at the moment. I feel like I find it a bit frustrating, especially with sisters that play already play an extremely good MSU army and then can just, oh, I'm playing psychers. Guess I'm just taking five plus deny across the board and a third of your, a minimum of a third of your psychic powers just don't happen. That feels really bad when you're playing a yeah. premium to have psychic powers as part of your faction, especially like Grey Knights T-Suns in particular. Um, and so yeah, I, I am a little bit frustrated by that. I wish that wasn't so. By, uh, as well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just saying, what, what would it take you know that's like can they can they be can they power through that but we'll see well that's a, yeah. something for us to speculate and theorize on a little bit uh but so you i know uh you threw a death guard list in here hopefully that was that was for me i i did yeah <laughs> I, did, I threw a win for paul because i'm like ah whatever there's a good there's a good nice well-rounded um terminus s list in here there's a by mr nick burke my mia burke mia we're gonna go with that um, <laughs> yeah apologies mate if i butchered your name but just quick rundown of his list Harbingers, of course, has to be Biologist Putrefire, Death Guard, Demon Prince, uh, Malignant Playcaster, and Typhus, of course. Um, then we have uh, one, two, three, four units of Poxwalkers, so only four, 80 of them. Hasn't gone overboard or gone for 100 or 120, not reaching for the stars. One unit of five Blight Lords, two units of five Blight Lords, three units of five Blight Lords, and then one, two units of four Death Shroud. Um, and then he's got a Tally Man, and that is the whole damn list. Let me, let me ask units of Terminators. <laughs> let me throw this out here. Dustin, what do you think about this MSU with the Blight Lords? I actually love MSU style, especially for... Uh, Death Guard, they they play really well with with MSU just because they're durable. It doesn't matter how small they are. The four man Death Shrouds, that's actually that's more than you see. Normally you see three. Oh, apologies, he has a four man and a five man. I four man. Oh my god, that's even more. Yeah, that's that's so many. Like, you, you would see a lot of people just do three units of three a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but it's so durable and it's something that uh, Death Guard really need because aside from the blow drones and uh, the the. The f- Which the can't be taken ones. in term assist. So that, yeah, I mean, that's because yeah. they're vehicles. So like, without those, they have very, very little mobility. So they need to be able to spread out and spread the sickness really quickly. So the more units they have to do that with, the harder it is to kick them off of it. And the more points they'll get, the harder it is to just kill them in general. Plus they put more, put up more damage too. You cannot split fire into MSU Death Guard armies. You can't. That's what, I was, that's what I was about to say. You think about some of the profiles out there, Laz Cannon Chickens. You know, a lot of people, are not, not many people taking the five mans anymore, people taking the four mans or the three mans. Guess what? A three man Laz Cannon Chicken doesn't kill five Terminators, does not kill them at all. And so you're really starting to, like I said, that elastic yeah. band, once again, you're starting to stretch your opponent's resources and their profiles. And they're a thing that doesn't really give much of a damn about things like Rangers and Vanguard. Like they still, like, you know, a full unit of Rangers probably kills one, maybe two when they're fully buffed. Doesn't kill three, doesn't kill four. Two Death Strouds still go into those 20 man and absolutely destroy them over a, a turn or two yeah absolutely i mean you you try to you try to pick off a 20 man pox walker squad if you fail it, they don't care they're fearless they're coming yeah. back yeah like it, you yeah. have to focus fire what do you think about the the fact he's only got 40 so he's only got 80 um, the, most i see go for 100 120 but that starts to make your list construction a bit wonky don't like kill enough like the little you, 
you yeah, don't you kill take- enough when you have more than this. So he's, well, this- I think he's got a mix. Uh, well, here. I think he's being quite clever about it as well, because mm-hmm. I see people have to take, you know, small units of possessed and things like that just to offset their poxwalkers. But when you just take your entire army, it's like, here are my poxwalkers and here are my terminators. Enjoy these literal two profiles. That's all you have to shoot at. Let's hope you have the right stuff. Here you go. Um, it seems good. Yeah, there, there's, there's some choices here, like, you know, with the, with the Demon Prince and, and even, uh, I'm not even sure that the Death Shroud are where, the way to go. I mean, I know that's that's, that's totally against the grain. <laughs> oh. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure when you've got five men um, blight lords. I'm not sure having large units of death shroud as well. I'd rather have small units of death shroud just to kind of offset, make them make them want to target the blight lords more, or make them want to target the death shroud more, and not just kind of spread that a little bit too even. Because I feel like it's already spreading very even right now with what people want to target already. Uh, but also, there's no, there's not a single like heavy weapon in this army. There's nothing in this army that's going to like kill a chicken from the other side of the board, you know. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's I don't know. You know that, that going into it when you're playing Death Guard, though. You, yeah. you pretty much know that. I mean, granted, you could throw in an auto cannon or something in there, but it's not going to. You, you know what be I want to see? Oh. You know what I really want to see? I want to see the last list we play. We we called play this one. The, all the defilers and the war dogs and Magnus <laughs> versus versus this one. Talk and the about. guy's like, oh man, I've got so much quality shooting and all these mortal wounds that are just going to go into poxwalkers. And the other guy's like, wow, I don't have a single Laz cannon to try and do anything to these defilers and, and things. And it's just going to be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, God, this is so awkward. <laughs> yeah. What I do love game. about this list is that spread the sickness is basically guaranteed points. Oh, yeah. Every single That's turn, true. every That's round true. of the tournament, you're going to get those points because you have enough units to where, like you said, if if they if they have to spend all their time shooting down one unit of Death Shroud or one unit of Blight Lords or whatever, which they will, they'll have to devote all the fire mm-hmm. to it. Otherwise, it's just got one or two models hanging out, and you don't you don't care. These yeah. Poxwalkers are going out, screening off things, controlling sections of the boards, and spreading, taking the mortal wounds to automatically spread the sickness uh, to get those points for you every single round. And you're just going to do what the Death Guard do, grind games out. And there's there's a lot of potential with this list. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So yeah, who do you think's who do you think's winning this thing? I mean, I, I, you can't really go past Chester. Like I look through the all the rankings, and Chester's like the only guy in like the top. 20 in attendance to this event so it's hard to say that chest is probably not going to win thing especially what we said about this lso this area has tons of great players i tell you it is anyone's game yeah. now, i'm i'm going to mm. go uh with chester for the reasons that we've described but it isn't because of his rank in the in in the rankings i think that uh knows his list knows every you know does has done all yeah. the homework knows everything uh you know that you would expect from someone going into this event trying to win but i do not think it's going to be an easy road yeah for sure I, I have to go with brad chester as well i mean it's brad chester i've seen him play i've heard him talk about his recovery list specifically i've heard him talk about just how he plays in general and i just love the way he thinks i love the way his list is designed and i know that he just has the skills not just it's not like like paul said it's not because he's bringing Drakari. obviously that helps because he's used to it and yeah it's a top army but he's just such a good player and the way he thinks about the game mm-hmm. it's just on another level than a lot of other players there's a ton of great players here Brad Chester is, uh, he's just, he's experienced too. Like he's really good. Yep. I don't know Fair if we enough. have time to, to dig into to much of the faction breakdown of the list from the uh, London Open GT, uh, but we did start a little bit later. So, you know, I'm cool with burning a couple of minutes if you'd like. Let's do it. Yeah, so this is a this is a 35 player GT in London, England, of course. Quick and dirty stats here: three Admech, two Drakari, three Sisters, one Necrons, two Death Guard, one Orcs, one Custodes. Um, one, I think it's one Renegade Knights, even though I said it incorrectly here. One Demons, eight, only eight Total Marines, two Dark Angels, two White Scars, two Space Wolves, one Blood Angels, one 
Iron Hands. This is a really, really even spread meta, like ridiculously even spread. I was even when I was typing up, I was like, there's like no more than like three of anything. There's no more than three of anything at this event. Like, how cool is that? That's a nice mix of, uh, I mean, it's going to look good with the displays and people. I mean, you have to imagine it's going to, it's going to make some themey matchups and stuff. I'm, I'm actually looking, I like this, the spread. I think the spread is amazing. What do you think, Dustin? No, it's perfect. I love it. Just three, two, three, one, two, one. Like it's it's yeah. the perfect mix. I'm sad that you don't mention the GSC and Tyrion isn't here. Adam, come on. This is what I, you bring me uh, on. You don't you don't talk about Tyrion or GSC. I have to I speak for was, all of us now. I think that was one. There's Sorry. one. All right, that's the guy that's going to win it right there. <laughs> there I hate to say this. Man. There is not. There is no. There, there is there's not. No oh my god. <laughs> but there is a Blood Angel player, and so that's that's where I'm putting all my. That's faith you, that's, that's yeah, your boy. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's in the list. Players and Manny Chambers attending, so he's my guy. But his list is so yuck, and <laughs> we're not going to actually review his list. He's the, he's kind of the, the top guy in attendance. And uh, I'll just I'll just give you the synopsis of what he's bringing. 115 rang, uh, rangers in Vanguard, four blocks of 20, three units of five, three single Laz Cannon Chickens, single guys, uh, three units of Raiders, and two Scorpius Disintegrators. That's pretty much the list. That plus supporting characters. Um and it's yuck. It's yuck as hell. <laughs> Just well, put it out there. so we're doing this show on the eve of the promised Admech fact that we got teased yeah. in a Warhammer Community article. So if there's anyone out there that's listening and rolling their eyes at some of the things we've said <laughs> about Admech, we don't know what's going to happen, but something could be different. Uh, and, mm, oh, for and sure. you know, but still, you know, what we've spent a lot of time talking about is the fact that this is an evolving thing it's it's a living breathing ecosystem of a meta uh and it, it's it's cool seeing how the how folks try to tackle this and we've seen some of that and i, I know we picked we kind of just picked out list at random or s- somewhat random to read uh but not everyone's taking the same stuff out there there's a lot of variety a lot of uh mm. of uh generalship that's still left to be had in each and every game yeah, agreed. I did pull out one list at random from this, just because I wanted to check in. Uh, when we don't have a lot of um, top top players or in the rankings to really deep dive the list, I just cherry pick some ones that I like the look of. And, I, and sometimes I want to check in with um, factions that I don't think are getting a lot of love. So I pulled out a gentleman named Alan Perkins's list. And this is this is um, Custodies, if you're happy to run through with us. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then we'll do the Fuego I mean, it's, it's, it's Custodies. It takes like five seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's, got shadow, he's got Shadow Keepers, two Dawn Eagle Jet Black Captains, uh, um, one with Captain Commander, Indominal Constitution, and Spirit Creation. So he's the fridge. He's literally the fridge on a bike. Um, so hard to kill. And then the other one has a, a Lock Warden, uh, which I think is the... Um, He's got Eagle's Eye, and which is the three plus invulnerable save, and um, he's got a Miracle Quarter. Both have Salvo launches, which I think is very key in the current meta. Um, then he's got one, two units of three Custody Guard, um, and a unit of three Sagittarium. One Galatus Dreadnought, which is the Galatus, sorry, which is the Spear Boy. Um, five Prosecutors for usually just as ancient monkeys. One Vexillus Praetor uh, in a Life Terminator with the Magnifica, which is the minus one to hit banner. And then he's got a big unit of Venatari, which I'm very happy to see being taken more often. That's one, two, three. That's a that's a five man. And then he also has another three. It has a three man unit of Virtus Praetors and a single Telamon. So this is like one of all the good stuff but i'm so happy to see that people taking venatari again i thought i mean they dropped off because of things like dark angels and death guard the minus one damage just made them feel really bad but i feel like everything i've seen from um you know everything from everything from from drakari onwards has been good again for the venatari like they're so good into into um dark elder guys it's really not it's really crazy how good they are there and they're so so amazingly good into admech as well 
that lock yeah. warden trait it, it makes him basically a character killer so it uh when resolving an attack made by a character model against this warlord, subtract one from the hit roll. When resolving an attack made by this warlord against enemy character, subtract one from the saving throw, including invulnerable saves. That's really yeah, key. That's really that's nice. nice. So, what do you think I, about this list, Dustin? If you know much about custodes, I I do know a lot about custodes. Actually, one of my uh, co-hosts plays them for a little while when he was uh, reading about them. So I actually I played a lot of against a lot of Venetari because he he loved them and he had I think ten in his list a lot of the time. They're actually really good, and I think you were right on the money when you were saying that they disappeared because of all the minus one damage out there. But we're seeing yeah. a lot of the minus one damage kind of not disappearing, but it's becoming a little bit more by the wayside while we see more Drukari and Admech coming down. And, and to be honest, the, the two damage actually does kind of help against the Admech Rangers because then they won't Absolutely. get that extra that extra save, right? Exactly. Exactly. So they are yeah. they are actually very valuable against that too in, in the Admech list. So there's they're anti Admech tech too, and obviously the Telamon is just they're so good. Oh, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. the uh, the kinetic destroyer, which is 18 inch pistol, two strength six, neg two AP, damage two weapon. That's, that's the one, and you can shoot it twice, guys. And it's got exploding, mm. it's got exploding sixes, yeah, doesn't it, Paul? Um, sixes to hit or an extra hit each time an attack is made with this weapon, and an unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. Yes. So when you got a unit of ten, you're shooting essentially twenty shots, yeah. So unit of five shooting twice, twenty shots hitting on twos, re-rolling ones because you got a you got a shield captain nearby. You just you, odds are with the explo- between the exploding sixes, you leave enough left of that you know twenty man ranger unit that they take morale and they're like they're, they're gone. They don't you don't care yeah. about them anymore. Um, but what I really like them for, what I love them for, is one of the things that I've always said about Admech. If you can't remove twenty man, if you don't have a unit of like plasma um, interceptors, you just like here's your twenty man, goodbye twenty man. Take off like seven to seven to eleven mm-hmm. from every unit. Uh, they're a great one for that. They come down, you know, nine dead here, nine dead here. Moving on, your buffs are your buffs are useless. Cool. Yeah, for sure. That that's the big yeah. thing with them. Oh, that's a, that's a bold claim. The buffs are useless. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffs are useless. Is a, is a for Admech is a very strong term, but less good really? is, uh, <laughs> is, is, is well, uh, well. With the custodes, especially when you get a fast moving custodes, is that they also fight. So you know mm-hmm. they got some decent shooting. You know whether it be in the form of this, that, and the other. But then when they get stuck in, they're going to stay stuck in and do tons of damage. I, I, I think it's a good choice. Good choice. It's a really good choice. Yeah. I like the, I like the rest. Of, I like. Yeah, I like a lot of the other inclusions as well. I like the the single um, Galatus Dreadnought as well. I like the single Telamon. I saw some people running two. I saw a crazy man running three Telamons do very well. I'm like, I just feel like they're just too many points to do that in, in a lot of metas. You're just gonna if you play against an MSU army, you're just like cool, you lose. Um, you know, it's a bit rough. The single unit, but they look so cool first. though. They look awesome, <laughs> and so well, yeah, you really want to cool. get so good. Um, the single unit of Virtus Praetors. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, that you could be a points choice. Look, we see this all the time. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, I, I have this unit. I love it. I got yeah, some fair. points to fill. Let's stick it in. Yeah, that could be all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it gives you some some more speed, although the Venatari are fast too. Mm. We, they don't have much speed in this list. It's all custodes or like guard squads and Flooding, dreadnoughts, right? Yeah. Yeah. It could just be a thing to, to, to screen a shield captain off the table, like to make sure a shield captain yeah. gets in early. It could be just be that. Um, be or that come easy. down. But anyway... Come down out of nowhere, try to get in yeah. on things. Yeah. I do like salvo launches now. I do like salvo launches. They've got some really good stratagem support, and it's a good meta. It's a good meta for them uh, right now. That was one of the early kits that came out. That's what mm. I mean. That's why I'm saying it's a model choice. That was one of the first kits to come out. So mm-hmm. that could have been the, you know, his basically yeah. his. Um, it's either I have three shield captains or it's just unit of Virtus Predators. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's fair. And look, I I think the I think the Virtus Predators are in a really rough spot. I think the D three plus one damage guns out there just make them feel so bad, just so bad. When you've got this, you know, near hundred point model, and you're just like, 
dead. That one's dead. That one's dead. That one's dead. Yeah. Um, it feel it feels real bad, man. KR Quinn in the chat says that it's they thinks that the list is too generalized. Well, that's 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 the issue for for custodians. You just don't get enough uh, into of of you can't get enough of everything at the same time to be good into everything. So if yeah. you generalize and try and be uh, and try and leverage generalship, that how good you are as a general, or you you take a ridiculously crazy skew and hope you dodge the the counters. Mm-hmm. That's I what customers don't have much of a choice. So, <laughs> well, <for sure>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time yeah. for our uh, Fuego Rapido segment, Dustin. This is where uh, we bring up a list of topics, uh, and we have a very specific amount of time to run down those topics. Uh, once we start the clock, we are beholden to the clock, and we have to get our thoughts in. And as soon as that clock is over, we got to stop what we're doing. It is it is diced down, and then we we move on <laughs> to the okay. next topic. Okay. Beautiful. I'm ready to go. Uh, as soon as that clock starts, we're going. Two minutes Respect. on the clock. Is player place terrain going to ruin 40K, or is that the way of the future? We'll go ahead. And since you are our guest, Dustin, we'll start with you. The way of the future. I love how it looks. It's going to be great for every piece of the, the game right now. I think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I really do. I love it. D- definitive. Yeah. I, I can't, can't talk much more about it. <laughs> Yeah, Adam, what do you think? Um, I love it. I love it a lot. I think I feel like um, 40k has lot, lost a lot of the little competitive interplay portions of the game. You remember sixth, seventh edition, eighth edition, where we had player placed objectives. There was a lot of nuance to that, to that, to that meta game, to that yeah. game with your opponent, that psychological play. And I feel like, especially with the loss of having to be able to customize your army pre-game, like we used to be able to do. Oh, I was playing against this guy. I'll take this strat and, and get this wall of trait and this this stuff and this stuff. A little bit more interplay between you and your opponent again. And I feel like we've we lost all of that. Until we got player place terrain back, now we have a little bit back where you can be like, my my concept of how I think this game is going to play out is different to my opponents, and I can represent that by where I place my terrain and how I go into I conceptualize this thing. So I love it. I think it's a great thing. This is, I think, is a skill thing. It's one of those to where the you in additions past I've seen games won with that first piece of terrain placement. Now, but now, but a lot has changed since that has happened with the Mm. the. The, the dynamic of the game, the the killingness of the game, the even the fact that the, the, the terrain has traits that we can assign to it or will be assigned to it by the TO has a big factor of some of these things of how it engages and inter- interacts with the table. And if the armies are going to continue on this trajectory that they have, maybe, and the interplay between, you know, uh, at the start of the game that you're talking about, maybe this the fact that we you know our warlord traits are defined or psychic powers are defined or whatever maybe this is the interplay that we need to help mm. mm-hmm. balance that out I, I don't know that to be true yeah. my my i'm on record as saying that i'm i'm i don't like it but i don't know if i'm not not gonna like it forever sorry yeah we gotta mm-hmm. out of time gotta gotta move on uh worst shape you've ever been in for an event and why i don't i don't know if this is that, that kind of show <laughs> so, well, i could easily answer that one yeah. <laughs> uh, hung over bloated because i was going out for sushi with friends the night before couldn't find it ended up in some random woman's kitchen instead there what? you go yep that's <laughs> true story this, this is one of those times when I'm, <laughs> I'm glad i thought it was a sushi have... restaurant i was drunk i don't know what to tell you so oh, the amazing. next day i was not in good shape but i was full and happy did you play in the event I did absolutely. That's, I think that's 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 the intent of this question. You gotta when, Adam, I um I went on the town with a lovely lady prior on prior to day two of an event. I think it was day two. I had a fantastic, like you know, beautiful buffet like Greek meal. Um, and the next day, 
during deployment versus sisters in the start of 8th edition, um, I needed to go to the bathroom horrifically. I tapped the <laughs> clock onto me and went, and I think I didn't come back for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we do as, as we was, must. I came, I came back looking like I just run a marathon, like sweat patches. And, yeah, I went through an ordeal there. I will say that a lot of these larger events they're held in convention centers or hotels or whatever, and you're so you're in a confined space. You know, there's the hotel bar there. There's people, some of your best friends that you only see two or three times a year, and uh, and yeah, some sometimes you indulge, uh, and then getting up the next morning for some of those early ones. I will say though that that mm-hmm. the. The, the the time the worst shape I've ever been in is when I had to start the Adepticon championships at I think it was I had to be up at four in the morning uh to be rolling dice Yikes. by five in the morning. And this is after Yikes. the winning of the team tournament the night before. Yeah. You know? So it was a not a good mm-hmm. situation. But uh, hey, we do as we must. <laughs> Next, so the funniest accolade. I don't know what I don't I don't know what we're going for here, but uh I've got instructions to keep it PG. Uh, Who? I okay. have a bunch of non-PG ones. Yeah, Dustin, me too. Ideas? I, I, we got, may have I, to I got a lot of them, but I, I I have the most PG one I have. That's the funniest. Is I have a medal for the sexiest bald man. Nice. I like the that. ironic part was I got that before I was bald. Nice. Okay, that is hilarious. Was they they just knew. It's prophetic. They just knew. It's, they knew. It's yeah. Prophetic. Is, is that a 40k? I think this is a 40k accolade thing. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, I can go with that. <laughs> whoops. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This, no but there's no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers. This is Fugue, baby. I wore it at a 40k tournament. I'll go ahead. So mine, like, I don't know if you can see these, but every everything I have back here, uh, ex- except that, is like, these are all second place awards. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, Paul. <laughs> no, I don't know where the others are. The first places are over there. So, but yeah, it's like, kind of funny on the display wall. It's all second place awards. <laughs> Adam, what, what you got? You got something to share? Um, I so my one's like that. In one fantasy, I got five fourth place events in a row, five. And I got a, I got like a so I, at the at one of the events I went to, someone got me a little like action figure. I'll just like blue tacked onto a plinth because I was like my fifth fourth place in a row. This one is for Adam. The guy who can, you know, the perpetual bridesmaid, podium bridesmaid, and just this little like five dollar action figure, and I had to get up, and everyone lost their minds. That was that was one up there for me. That was pretty good. Uh, back in the day, with Blood Angels, back in third edition, I was I was constantly winning th- best sport with like one of the beardiest armies in the game. Like you know, this is Rhino Rush days, you know, kind of thing. I was yeah. always getting best sport. Uh, Valley crested over, started taking more losses. Oh, we're out of time. Uh, uh, worst weapon in ninth edition. We'll start with you this time, Adam. You got a you got a thought on this? So um, automatically you got like Grot Blaster or Laz Gun or whatnot. But I'm gonna say my worst gun in ninth edition. And just sorry, just in the ninth edition codexes. The Doomsday Cannon on the DDA. Really? You know why? I'm curious to have you tell me. Because it's a disappointment cannon. <laughs> <laughs> That's it looks good, good. You get excited about it. You're reading the stuff out. You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you go to play it on the table, and you're like, wow, that's that was so lackluster. That was so incredibly <laughs> lackluster. It just shoots disappointment at your opponent. No, I at have you, a sorry, at you. I've got a similar. Th- it's the last cannon itself. I think is the the worst. Yeah. 
Yeah, because okay, there's the last cannon with with neg three to the save, which means basically things still get to save and is D six mm-hmm. damage. So you've got to go through all these basically all these trials and tribulations to maybe put a wound on something with mm-hmm. something that in my mind it probably doesn't make that impressive of a sound as like a bazort, you know, or a z- z- zap <laughs> or something. Uh, but it's still this huge weapon that should be doing something and. It just doesn't seem to connect most of the time. Yeah, oh, I, I think I'm going to have to go in the same same boat as both of you guys because I'm going to because I'm a G circle player. I'm going to say the mining laser, the heavy mining yeah. laser specifically because again, D three shots, D six damage on a thing that already shoots at a four plus ballistic skill. Yeah, you can make it plus one against one thing, but and when it goes off, it's great. But it's just so inconsistent; it drives me insane. Mm. So I love them, well, and I always take them. I'm never going to not take them. These are streaky, right? Some days they're just going to yeah. all roll sixes and just like, you know some what? Days, some days, they're going to all those game. models. <laughs> if this was eighth edition, I'd say the rail, the rail gun on the, the, yes. the, um, the hammerhead. Yes. Because like it is the premium anti-tank weapon in the game and can't one-shot oh, any tank no. that is in the game. Got to move on to the next Bingo. one. Best model Games Workshop has ever made. What is your opinion on the best model ever made? This is this is tough. Tougher. Do we want to do want to silo this so we can have like a like is this best G Dub or best Forge World as well or best uh just yeah. get the best model Games Workshop Forge World I mean okay non Primark let's say non Primark oh that makes it easy they're cool okay yeah, oh it makes um, it easy okay what what's your opinion? no it really? doesn't make it easy so oh, okay easy. I was gonna say a lot of the Primarks are really good yeah uh, for me I'm just gonna go out there I'm gonna say the original Carnifex because it is so derpy Oof. it is the derpiest Oof. monster you've ever seen the streamer is, killer the one with is, the, yes like the, that's the one that's yeah. the one it is <laughs> the biggest feel bad to have your entire army shoot at it not kill it and then get eaten by it yeah that was oh true. that's that definitely that happened true. that is it definitely mm. happened uh have you thought of the best Adam I mean this is the the best for me. Uh, no, the best. Not the, for you. You have to think about what's best for everyone. No, okay, okay. okay. the best for everyone <laughs> is the Macarius Vulcan from Forge World. It's just it's simply the best. It looks, mm. it's brutal. It's but it's pretty at the same time. You know, it's going to wreck your day, but at the same time, it's just got this nice little cuteness about it. Ah, so well rounded. Love it. My favorite. Cuteness. I've never heard Vulcan referred to as cute before. Yeah. See, this is <laughs> this is such a um. Uh, such it, it's a, it's a very hard. I've been trying. I've been stalling essentially listening to y'all while I try well, to. Dude, think I legit one. thought it was this was going to be the easiest one for you because you were just going to slap the table and be like, "New Mephiston, all the old Mephiston. It's just <laughs> no, Mephiston. Doesn't matter what you say. No, those, those are it's 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 Mephiston. Both of them. You could go with either one of them. I I, I have mm. to say, you're right. I have to say Mephiston. He's he's just he's just too good. He's too yeah, good. Yeah. It, it's too much like the art off the page. Uh, he's massive. I mean, there's just everything right about this the the model. And looks good on any table and any display. So there you go. And could beat up the models that both, y'all both mentioned. <laughs> Fugo. <laughs> and uh, this last one is uh, we're not we're not reading. This is the test. This is a test to see how I would read it. <laughs> I did. I chucked this in to see if Paul would read it. Literally. And it's do you know the Muffin Man? I don't yes, I know the Muffin Man. So this I show's produced. Know you know this the the show. Man. And we, we got to give shout out to production. So the show is uh, is is stitched together uh, with notes from Adam Camilleri. We got Richard Hughes back there in production. Uh, and we got us talking about this stuff. And I'm like, I have to do these guys. I got to do that justice, all this effort. I have to read what they put there. Wait, I wasn't supposed to read that. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. it's pretty funny when me when me and alan figured it out we're just like oh dear god this is going to be the running joke for the remainder of our existence <laughs> <laughs> but i want to thank every we're at the end of the show so i definitely want to uh thank everybody for watching live watching later please do not forget to like share and subscribe leave us some five-star reviews especially in itunes or other any other place that you're listening to us uh that is one way there's a way that you can interact with the show uh that kind of notifies other people that the show is happening and you know, more people may listen and we really appreciate that. Love it. Thank you very yeah. much, gentlemen. I had an awesome episode. Thank you, Dustin, for filling in for yeah, Dustin. Real, like really short notice. As of two two minutes of like, yo, would you like to get in here and do this? And uh, yeah, thank, thank yeah. you very much for dedicating, uh, setting aside the time and coming to do it with us. And Adam, uh, thanks for being here again. Uh, thank you all for having me, Frontline uh, Gaming Network. It's a pleasure to be here. We will see you all next week. Absolutely. See you, see you next week, guys. Good luck on the tables. Hope you're staying safe out there and enjoy your hobby.